This is a headgum podcast. If I were you, if I were you, I know exactly what I would do. That message it Jake and me. They'll tell you exactly what you need to hear. I'm here. I'm Jake. If I were you. So this is the first and only advice podcast. What's the worst that could happen? Well, we can't be wrong. Yeah. Awesome. Publicly kill yourself. No. Say yes. That's pretty sound advice, actually. Also, we will not help you. Sticky situation. Now you're carrying my son. Take your pants off. Mom, whoa. Take your pants off indeed. Thank you. <laughs> that was written by a, a Scottish actor named Samuel Pashby. I can't wait to see you on the silver screen, Pashby. And then he makes aggressive electronic music as Bastion with my friend. You can find us on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com slash Bastion Music. Cool. An actor slash musician. What's the most successful version of that? Who's the goat? Jennifer Lopez. Uh, okay, well, let's let's think about it for a Jennifer little. fucking Lopez. <laughs> you need someone who can sing, sure, but she ideally act as well. Um, oh, Eminem. Yeah, that's good. He was good at Eight Mile. Drake. Are those are those skill sets related at all, or is it just completely random to be good at both of them? Uh, I don't know. Fucking performing. Yeah, dude, they're pretty related. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well that's like a concert i'm talking about like writing and well, singing i mean writing is one thing i think writing is a different skill set so singing and acting it's all just sort of being a ham <laughs> it's, uh, it's both acting like if you can act like you sing really well you're right. a good singer i can act like i can i if i if i act like freddie mercury you know, like Rami Malek was an amazing singer, but only because he acted like Freddie Mercury. Yeah, like Bradley Cooper was a good singer because he was a good actor and he acted so good it was good at singing. <laughs> Can you act a sing? Act a song. Act a song so good that you're a good songwriter and singer. So like, ain't it something, boy... Aren't you tired of being so hardcore? I'm still, I'm still a- Jenny from the block. <laughs> I used to have a little, but now I have a lot. <laughs> right, you're a bad actor and singer, so that that stands, that tracks. I never said I was good. I said J Lo was good. <laughs> All right, for me, it's like I'm good at algebra and also Sudoku. Mm-hmm. That's my equivalent. Why are you in comedy if you're so good at Sudoku? <laughs> Yeah. Are those two things related or are they just... Algebra and Sudoku? (laughs) No, comedy and Sudoku. Oh, no. I think everything is related to Sudoku, though, because it's kind of like a... It's dumb. It's like it's asking, is that related to Tetris? Oh, yeah. Like, if you're good at Sudoku, you're not actually smart, right? You're just, like, (laughs) addicted to a weird little game. Are you bullying me? (laughs) (laughs) Are you you good at Sudoku? (laughs) This is you hitting on a girl poorly on an airplane. Like, are you good at that because you're smart or is it a dumb fucking game? Oh, shit. (laughs) I hate turbulence. (laughs) Hold my hand, please. (laughs) By the way, I think it's a nine in that box. (laughs) <laughs> and a six in this one. <laughs> you splashed your drink on me. <laughs> Another ginger ale for the girl who's pretty good at a fucking little game. <laughs> I think easy Sudoku is easy, but once you get to like the next level shit, it becomes like you have to actually be smart. Really? There's like easy, medium, and then hard level Sudoku. 
I feel like that's like people saying easy, medium, and hard level word search. Like this one's hard because it's a lot of letters. <laughs> and it can go backwards freaking diagonal. Yeah. <laughs> you have to catch up. That actually all of is kind of it's kind of hard. <laughs> but no, expert level Sudoku is harder than an expert level word search. All right. Well, imagine fucking a full on 10 by 10. It's a wallpaper word search. Yeah, okay. that just takes a lot of time. It doesn't like mean a smart person can figure it out faster. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry you bought the world's largest word search on fucking Sky Mall. That was a waste. Of and money. I didn't have the I didn't have the know-how to hang it up, so I'm doing it on the floor. <laughs> and you haven't found any words. Zero of the words. It's covered in footprints because it's in my threshold. Word search is like the poor man's crossword puzzle. I don't know any clues, but I can fucking find the word bladder. <laughs> Old Hawkeyes over here. <laughs> I'll bubble this one. I have to look for an L, and when I do, I sort of trace a circle around it and then mm-hmm. look for the word A. Oh, just All right, just find a J. That one should be easy. <laughs> okay, there's not a lot of Js. It looks like a hook. Is that a J? <laughs> and it'll be used twice, so look to the left, right, top, and bottom. <laughs> Oh, yeah, you're getting mucus all over the board. (laughs) I have post-nasal drip. (laughs) Does it matter if it's a capital or lowercase o? (laughs) And pre-nasal drip. Oh, shit. (laughs) It's coming out post and pre. (laughs) Mercy. This is If I Were You, the only advice podcast on the web hosted by us. I'm Amir. I am Jake. I guess I'm back to hosting. That didn't quite work out for you so much last time. It worked out perfectly. Everybody fucking loved it. They're clamoring for another Jake-hosted episode, but you've stolen the reins and you've usurped my power. Maybe. Well, this episode is $3.99, so maybe for the next $400, it'll be a youth youth situation. Cool. I can take it over from $400 onwards for the next $400 if you want. Yeah. We can switch every $400. And we will do, and we will do for another four hundred spot. Tight. But then we tight, really tight. have to call it like at eight hundred. That should be enough. That should be like, all right, we're good. This is enough episodes. Like we've done enough podcasts. Yeah, like we've recorded for ten years at this point. This is quite actually enough. I guess everything that we do is it's a solid. Like we did Jake and Amir for ten years. We should just do all everything for ten years, right? Or no, we did it Jake and Amir for eight years, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, like two presidential terms. That's how we should be thinking about our lives. Cool. Yeah, I love that. Although, if you think about our uh, Patreon, we have like bonus video episodes there, so that's even more episodes than four hundred. Right, that's true. I'll I'll start hosting some uh, bonus uh, Patreon episodes too. Shout out to shout out to our Patreon, patreon.com slash ja. Give us a thousand dollars a month, and you can watch a um. Yeah, you can watch like a half hour <laughs> if I were you video way every less, other week and way less ten. Than a- <laughs> a, a thousand I was just gonna say dollars a month no it's way less than that you're thinking I was just gonna say it's if you it there's like basically an extra hour and a half of content every single month between Jake and Amir watch if I were you or Jake and Amir watch Jake and Amir and if I were you bonus videos and for a thousand dollars a month you can check that whole thing it's out. five dollars a month it's not one thousand dollars a month well that's the minimum ass <laughs> Yeah, they can get it for five, but you don't have to tell them to get it for five. You could actually fucking dupe some schmuck into paying a G, I think. <laughs> Edit G- that part out, but I don't want to. <laughs> no, I don't wanna... I'm not. 
I'm not going to edit the part out where you said dupe a schmuck. <laughs> Why? It's bad for you. It's bad for both of us if they don't subscribe. <laughs> it's bad for you. I'm okay going down with the ship outing you. Okay. Well, well shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to edit it out, I don't know what to do for the rest of the episode. I feel you'll like I've really one lost weekend. my footing. Yeah, you'll have one more weekend that uh, that this on episode e- won't have come out, and then on, on episode Monday, on episode yeah on episode three ninety nine, you're gonna out you really. You're gonna you're gonna out me for post for for saying something pretty nasty about our fan base. Exactly. Yeah. Pretty nasty about it. Like loyal loyal. I'm sorry, Listeners. but loyal schmucks. No, loyal schmucks who. Don't double down. We've lined our pockets with cash for the better part of a, a decade, and it's just going to go out the freaking window. That's fine. That's fine, because you'll have gotten what you deserve. Just desserts. <laughs> I do deserve desserts. And just desserts. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's a softball question for you about music, actually. Kind of related. Uh, we'll call this guy Tom DeLong. Love that. Not really a hobby, writes Tom, but I've been pretty into music recently. Angsty pop punk from the late 90s, early 2000s, to be more specific. Pretty please, will Jake care to share with us his favorite tracks from Tom, Derek, Billy Joe, or any other bands my French ass has never heard of? Wow. Always a pleasure to hear from you. So this guy's in France just discovering late 90s pop punk. Very interesting. He, that's what a fun little journey you're about to go on. <laughs> Is it? Uh, I mean, I had a great time listening to pop punk. <laughs> but do it's, you have to it, be a 16 year old American to truly appreciate it? I think. I mean, I can. I listen to pop punk sometimes now, and I'm and I like sort of smile nostalgically at being like, "Wow, I remember when this line like really rocked my world." And I don't. Yeah. Um. So. And I, I, but I don't really get those like emotional feelings from it anymore. So I think that, I think you have to like be going through some shit. I think you have to be a teenager to like really have it hit home. Yeah, I always wonder if like musicians that take themselves really seriously care that the people most affected by their music are like twelve-year-old preteens who are going through some shit. Like Dashboard, is he like? Because he was like thirty at the time. It's like. Hi, I'm 12 and I love your music, but like nobody who's like 30 and a musician loved his music. Was he 30 at the time? I'm just guesstimating. If not him, I mean, then somebody like right. Him. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Like you're older than the people, but like I, I think that is, I think that's normal. Musicians aren't offended by that. No, I, I would not imagine that. Like somebody being, <laughs> like someone really, really connecting on a deep level with your music would ever be offensive or upsetting even I, though they're I, all if they're all 12 i guess we have the slight comedy version of that where like our videos that we were making in our mid-20s were appreciated by junior high school students yeah i, th- I think that's totally fair and i mean you feel things really deeply when you're in high school like those i think that maybe the situations don't uh match up to like you know i'm my heart is broken forever i'll never get over you like that's not those words don't match your situation. Like you will get over that person, but like being able to tie meaningful lyrics and songs to the emotion that you think you're feeling, that's, I don't know, that seems valid. Yeah, okay, anyway. And like, and nice for an artist. So this guy's looking for pop punk. Is it just the classics? Do you have any underground or is pop punk only good if it's pop? Like 
regular punk is too underground to be pop punk. The pop is popular. Right. I think that a lot, I think Blink-182 was like an entry level into lots of like, um, more like underground punk. So like there's pop punk and then there's like punk. Um, but I, I, I feel like this dude... Uh, should check out Simple Plan. What's that? You know, you ever heard of Simple Plan? Which one is that? What's their famous jam? God, there's so many. Uh, I, I'm addicted to you. You know that one? It goes, I'm a dick, I'm addicted, I'm addicted yeah. to you. Right, yes, yeah, yeah, that one. Okay, yeah, I know that one. Uh, they're, they were a French-Canadian uh, pop-punk band, so that kind of maybe could connect with this guy, you know? Oh, that's good, that's good. Newfound Glory, obviously, that's a big one. Did you ever like get into underground shit or you're like, this is all great. It's all on the radio and it's perfect. I think I did get into underground shit, like from like going to, going to these shows. I, but I, none of that stuck with me. Like I'm trying to think there, uh, Jimmy world Pennywise. Um, <laughs> the underground I, shit I got into was Jimmy eat world. Well, Jimmy eat world was kind of underground before the middle came out. <laughs> Yeah, you just need one epic hit to go from underground to overground. Yeah, there's, God, it's so it's so funny how much time I spent listening to Simple Plan. Like looking at the album art puts me uh, back at uh, at Hampton Hall being a camp counselor. And you were never even a camp counselor. That's no, how fucking that's, powerful the music. That's how is. powerful pop punk is. <laughs> Takes me to a time and place I've never been to. Being into Blink One Eighty Two and stuff made me want to like go to local punk shows. So I liked the big popular bands, but then I liked just the local punk bands in my town. Oh, that's cool. So the, the I don't know if there's like a punk rock scene in this guy. Where is he from? France. That's right. Yeah, there's got to be some cool pop punk in uh, in France. You should check out your local bands too. And then what are your top three? Just to give this guy a, a heads up. I would say Newfound Glory, self-titled. Um, like, wait, and I can't say Blink-182. You can. Okay. Uh, the Mark, Tom, and Travis show. And... Hmm. Oh, yeah, maybe the All-American Rejects. Who's that? Which, what do they do? Uh, swing, swing, swing. From uh, yeah. the tables of <laughs> my heart is by a form of love. That's good. That kind of shit. Yeah. Oh, I mean, Fallout Boy. Some early Fallout Boys is pretty solid. What's their number one jam? Sugar, we're going down swimming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Number one with a bullet. But that's not the song that I like. Yeah. it and bullet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not my shit. But like that's <laughs> that's like other people's shit. Yeah, like, I, mean? I didn't come here to hear your fucking radio hits. Like, what's track number four? Mm-hmm. I want the deep, deep cut. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But what you didn't like, you liked pop punk. What did you listen to? I just listened to popular music. So, like, it was the best of pop punk, but then it was also, like, Weezer and Blues Traveler, too. And then also, like, uh, Natalie and Bruglia as well, or Green Day. So, like, I was just, like, whatever was popular, I was listening to. Top 40. Right, gotcha. I got. Gotcha. I love Newfound Glory, and I also love Tom Green's "The Bum Bum Song." <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, but so do I. But like when Tom Green was on TRL, when the "Bum Bum Song" went to number one, was that manufactured or did he actually win that day? Like he was there to celebrate with Carson. But how did he know that that would be the day that his song would be the number one most requested song? Like, did MTV plan that shit? Uh, dude, you really gotta like. I'm like focus afraid that the whole thing was shit. like not real. Like, it's, 
What yeah, if it was all it manufactured? Wasn't. It was. Like, were they able to actually count my requests live? How many? How many total requests did you did you send in? Yeah, like I would call and I would request, but like, <laughs> would that request count live? You have black nail polish on your fingers right now <laughs> yeah like i don't want to hear the boy is mine anymore i'm requesting live totally the bum bum song and for it to be number one <laughs> when tom green is actually in the studio what are the freaking odd of that <laughs> i really wish we were doing uh, a season three of lonely and horny so we could shoot <laughs> shoot you doing this I mean, like, his bum was literally on a Swedish. (laughs) A flashback of you in high school. Hi, I'm calling again. I don't know if you're requesting (laughs) this shit live. His bum was on a Swedish, and it was on a battleship. (laughs) Uh, All right. I know he's And then it was all alone, Carson. (laughs) I know he's, like, swinging by the Times Square studio today, so I want to make sure that it's number one. All right. It means a lot to me and Tom. Call and Glenn, <laughs> I'm sure Glenn would appreciate it. That show should be more popular now with like the internet voting than it was back then. Like Total Request Live, for those of you under the age of 30, people called in to request their favorite songs. And then at like 3 p.m. on MTV, they would play them in order of 10 th- all the way down to one, the most requested song. And that was the only way you could see a music video. Now it's just, now it's YouTube. Now it's Vivo. You never have to, you never have to call any, you're... You can instantly watch whatever music video you want on the internet. I think That's it's better. Right. It's, it's a better system. In 1998, you had to watch at three to watch your favorite video. Like, you couldn't just pull up your favorite video. Right. And you know that watching music videos is still popular because, like, Justin Bieber releases one and it will have 500 million uh, plays. Yeah. I guess... So, like... That maybe just goes to show you how popular TRL could have been in its heyday when everyone is like, I want to see the new Backstreet Boys video. How do I watch it? There's nowhere I can watch it except begging them to play it on MTV where they play 45 seconds of it. (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes they would just like fade out after like a minute. You're like, wait, wait, that was my only opportunity to watch them run naked i won't be able to hear the bridge (laughs) (laughs) you couldn't buy the video and watch it right i don't i mean i you i think most of these bands like had tapes and dvds and stuff that where you could like get all of their all of their music videos so you could watch it on your own yeah but other than that you're fucked yeah no absolutely stranded so fucked uh all right let's take a break we'll thank some sponsors and we'll be right back after these words Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Bless you. Uh, uh, did I sneeze? <laughs> no, I was blessing them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Bless them. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Gazuntite. <laughs> so you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. <laughs> yes, there it is. <laughs> um, it has very simple drag and drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly Mm -hmm. you don't need to know how to code at all finally and you can still just come up with a professional looking portfolio or online store yes in minutes so simple you can even buy a domain name through squarespace oh my god that's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time mine this week is highrodney.com highrodney yes if you have a friend named rodney that you'd like to say hello to Hi, Rodney.com, and then you could make the landing page you 
kind of waving and That's saying cool. hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is buyrodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y-Rodney.com. Really? If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy something buy for Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. <laughs> yeah. buy by I Rodney. might buy by Rodney. <laughs> I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> you can find out at highrodney.com. <laughs> uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should Go to squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, use squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's squarespace.com slash segments, and use that coupon code, that promo code segments, Mm -hmm. when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember, squarespace.com yep. slash segments. Right on. <laughs> Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Thank you to Rocket Money for sponsoring this episode of our show. Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels mm. your unwanted subscriptions. Yo, that's cool. Then it monitors your spending and helps lower your bills. Wow, very nice. I mean, this is just an instant way to save cash. Yeah. And it's good to save cash because it's good to have cash because that way you can spend the cash on different that you things. haven't saved. Whether yeah. you want to spend it on a trip or a right. salad, right? Or like different ways. Those to are the two stuff. things you can buy right now. Yes, easily. You have to choose. Uh, in fact, Rocket Money has over five million users and helped them save an average of seven hundred twenty dollars a year. That's a lot of cash saved. That's half a billion dollars in canceled subscriptions. Man, if I had that much cash, I would absolutely rent like a three bedroom. You'd have hundreds of millions of dollars left over. Well, then I might even do, well, three. Buy a a, mansion. I would do a three. Buy a yacht. I would do a three bedroom (laughs) with a one car garage, but it is, it's attached. So you can actually go right in from, from the garage into the house. Sort of renting that space out. Right. So yeah, if I had, how much is it? How many billion? $500 million. million. So if I had $500 million, I could have, yeah, a, a, a three bedroom with an ADU studio that I could Airbnb. You could have for like a thousand of them. Hundred dollars in yes. Yeah. You could do whatever and you I'm want. Cash <laughs> at that point. You already have the cash. You have the half a bill. What would I do with a hundred dollars a night in the, an Airbnb? You have so much more than that. Wow. Interest alone, you can have fifty million dollars a year. Maybe I do a two car garage. It doesn't matter. Because then you I would buy whatever. Then the I would. I wouldn't want to have the second car, but you'd have. If a friend came over and it was raining, they could park in the garage and go right in through the house because, like I said, it's. Change the climate with that much money. It would never rain on your parade because you'd be rich. <laughs> wow. And if you want to be rich, you can go to rocketmoney.com slash segments. That's rocketmoney.com slash segments. That way they know we brought you. Right on. Thanks, Rocket Money. Thanks. And we're back. Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little I do not. What about you, bub? I'm in need of some. Let's see if you can help me out of this sticky situation that I'm in. Let's hear it. And then maybe when we record the next episode, I'll have the answer for you. Cool. Um... My garbage disposal stopped working. Little a little blender that lives in your sink mm-hmm. that I I often take for granted because it's never broken. Oh yeah. Uh I pressed the little on and off switch and it just hummed. It didn't blade like a little blender. Okay. It's just like Arr. and then it stopped. I was like, "Oh, that's weird." And I shine a flashlight 
and there's a quarter stuck in between the blade and the wall of the garbage disposal. I guess a quarter fell down there, and then the blender started working, and it jammed it up against a wall, and now a quarter is stuck between the blade and the wall, and I don't know how to get it out. Between the blade and the... You you don't mean the wall of your sink. You The mean wall like of, like, the, the garbage disposal down there. Got it. There's a quarter jammed in it. Okay. Uh, uh, I can't take it out because it's, like, stuck with the the force of a blender that was on. So it's, like, really jammed in there. Well, make sure it's off. Turn it off. <laughs> I'm going to turn it on till I hear the hum and then just sort of try to finagle it away with my thumb. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, if you're going to do it, do it live. If I, if I, get, if I can just jam my thumb underneath the blade and sort of flick the coin up towards me. Yeah, you want to get, get, get your teeth around it if it's possible. And now, like, since I have this house... Every six months, I'm approached with this dilemma of, like, should I YouTube this shit and figure it out, or do I have to call a professional? And sometimes I can do it, like fixing a uh, a light that's, you know, built into the ceiling. And sometimes... you mean cha- Do you mean changing a light bulb? No, I mean, like, ones that are hardwired into my electrical system. You fixed a light? Yeah, like, I had a, I had a light that was, like, uh, wired into the electrical system of my house... And I looked on YouTube, and it's like, yeah, you just have to, like, put one of the wires around this thing and then the black wire around this thing, and then it should work. I'm like, oh, okay, I could do that. Wow, good for you. And then there was, like, the bidet incident where I'm like, oh, I could probably install a bidet. And then it created a leak, and then I was like, shit, shit, shit. <laughs> I have to call an expert now, but since I fucked it up, the expert's going to be – has to get here more urgently, which will cost more. So I don't know wh- where this garbage disposal incident is on the scale of can I just fix it myself or do I have to call a handyman and will he just come in and like do this thing for like 20 seconds and be like, all right, give me $280. Yeah. I mean, how much time have you spent searching so far? Uh, about half an hour. Okay. So you, you've seen the the photos of like, you know, getting, un, 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 unlike unhinging it from <laughs> below the sink. Yeah, some people have unhinged. Some people are like, if you have an Allen wrench, you can rotate the blades counter from what they usually spin, and that might loosen up the coin. Uh, and some people are like, you got to remove the whole thing and yada yada, drill it out. Interesting. I feel like you should definitely. This is something you could try yourself before calling it a professional. Yeah, I think at the very least, I have to go to Baller Hardware, my neighborhood tool place, and say like, mm-hmm. this is what I got. What do you guys recommend? Yeah. And then usually the guy there is smart enough. He's a handyman. He's like, uh, I would do that or I would do this. Or yeah, you could probably do it versus not. And yeah, you should take some photos of of what it looks like yeah. from above and below as well. Don't forget I, to do that. The below is there. It's just a black tube. I think most garbage disposals look the same. Got it. Uh, but I got, I got a good photo of the actual coin stuck in there. You want me to text it to you? Yes, please. It's pretty gross because there's also food in the thing, of right, course. that's the problem, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what about needle-nose pliers and just yanking them, yanking yeah, them out? Yeah, I tried yanking. <laughs> One of the places suggested um, using a broom handle and just fucking pounding it. Interesting. And like I did. just getting it to go down the drain. Yeah, and I... I it's so jammed and it's so stuck that like the broom handle did nothing to it. It was basically like hitting uh, a coin into a concrete wall. God, I cannot wait till this text goes through. <laughs> it's a pretty gross image. And again, it's like it's like six inches deep into this tube, so I can't really, I don't really have good leverage to 
try to pry it out. All right, I'm sending okay. it to you. Oh, God. Jesus. It already went through? Yeah, that was instant. Yeah. Oh, you can't pry that out? Yeah, you see how, like, there's these two metal teeth? Like, one of them is... uh against the edge of the <laughs> against the edge of the guard. Yeah. So those two metal teeth are like basically shoved against the actual blade, shoved against the coin. It's not moving. There's it's God. not even wiggling. It really looks like you continue to use this disposal past the point where it wasn't working. <laughs> There's well, fucking hair in this, man. <laughs> you have human hair in here. And that that's not corn and garlic. That's the 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 face of a mouse <laughs> that's sort of growing out of the food. This this is a really high res photo. I can tell that this is a Georgia quarter. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Holy See shit! The, little, the peach. A 1976 bicentennial. <laughs> uh, um, I'll come over and fix it. <laughs> I'll do it for free as long as I can keep the coin. <laughs> I'll replace your garbage disposal. Just don't do not. Promise me you won't scratch the coin anymore. Yeah. Don't hammer it down the drain with that broomstick, you beast. You would think the garbage disposal can go clockwise or counterclockwise, but it seems like it can only move in one direction, and that direction is to jam the coin further. You know what's interesting? This week I um, have a similar problem, but it's my the person that's living in my house, renting my house in Los Angeles, uh, that says the garbage disposal doesn't work. Oh wow! Yeah. You don't think? I don't think it's. I don't think it's a quarter epidemic. I it, to me from their email, it sounded like they were not pressing the right button. Oh uh, yeah, that's, that's an, an easier one. fix. Like, how do you get a fucking coin out of here? It's such a. I'm afraid I'm gonna have to like take out the garbage disposal. Like once I'm starting to remove stuff, and then like also there's water pipes going in and out of this thing because water has to drain, and that's that's when it becomes beyond my. I'm absolutely floored that that thing won't come out it's crazy that it's so stuck you really can't pry that no because it's also like pretty flush against the bottom so there's not like a lot of like wiggle room to get underneath it either i think you just jam it with a screwdriver and you and you instead of i mean don't push it down but you go against the edge get a little leverage and just boink it you just yeah. boink it right out of there <laughs> i don't have a lot of doink doink angle because like you got to think like my wrist won't like my hand won't even fit through the opening circle of this sink so like the the slight um contact i can make is not like full elbow body weight getting underneath and doinkage right but it's also metal on metal yeah i'll leave it i'll leave it until you're you're in la next and then you can come over and you can see that'll be a week of you not being able to use your disposal and and then for whatever reason the water is just not flushing down because you can see all this food is just creating a seal of sorts we should really pitch a tv show that is like basically uh this old house except me and you uh are (laughs) fixing it up yeah so like my air conditioner stops working and i have to figure out what the fuck that is god we would die so fast (laughs) that happened to me once and it turns out it was just my air conditioning filter which takes nine seconds to replace but i didn't know that yeah that happened to us with our heater actually Hmm. it's crazy all right so uh if you guys have any unsolicited advice for me maybe i'll post this picture to my twitter Although ideally, by the time this episode comes out, this problem has been resolved and I can tell you guys what happened. Yeah. When are you going to go to Baller? Uh, today. Oh, nice. Yeah. Keep me posted too. Yeah. You see how like the coins like starting to bend under the weight of the metal that was sticking it. So like 
it's really firmly in there. Yeah, I would maybe just run it for a little while longer. At some point, this one thing will win, the coin or the or, or the teeth. Yeah, it's not even moving a little bit. It's just like, it's almost like it goes to start, but it's jammed so it can't move. She's going to buckle. I really think it's going to buckle. <laughs> Actually, let me fill up the sink with literal elbow grease, which is oh yeah, when you sort of squeeze the little excess skin on your elbow enough that oil starts coming out of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that'll that'll shine this nickel right up. Oh, it's a quarter, sorry. <laughs> but it'll turn it into a nickel. <laughs> I'm already down 25 cents just trying to fix this shit. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's try to answer some more questions. Okay. I mean, Christ, this is getting ridiculous. I can't do anything. This is insane. Hey, it's all right. You can host a podcast and you can do Sudoku. <laughs> no, not even the intermediate Sudoku, actually. I was I was sort of talking a big game, hoping you wouldn't bring it up again, but now I feel bad. Jesus, you shouldn't have. Why did you lie about that? I can only do the, the easy level where it's like, they really hold, hold your hand. You were hoping. Eight boxes I, are already filled. You were hoping I wasn't going to bring it up. Now I feel like a fucking moron. You shouldn't enter into conversations when you're this fragile, where, like, if I bring something up again, you'll crumble. Like, I'm not even saying, like, I'm not even quite, I was just saying, good job. I can't even do the easy ones, quite frankly. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you said you needed eight hints. Like, I don't know the rule. I assume there's rules, but I don't know them. <laughs> you think Sudoku is just needing to fill in the box. <laughs> yeah, it's like fill in the blank in any significant order. Uh, this is a guy who is trying to take the LSATs. Ooh. Do you have any lawyers in your life? Uh, my father is a lawyer. Okay, we'll call this guy Samuel. Did your dad have to take the LSAT? Yeah, my dad fucking aced the LSAT. Aced it? I have no idea. I assume he did. I had friends who took it out here in Cal... Or maybe that was the bar exam. Yeah, the bar exam is the one that's like three eight-hour days. LSAT is like the equivalent of the SATs, but for being a lawyer and going to law school. Anyway. Oh, interesting. This guy uh, says he's taken the LSATs in a few weeks, and he's been studying nonstop. Uh, but what you believe to be a problem is that the, my feeling while I take these practice tests, mostly relaxed, is vastly different than my feelings during the real exam, which will be high pressure and stress. I believe that you should prepare in the mental state which you will be taking the test. So how can I induce anxiety and stress during my LSAT prep? Easy. Bees. What? Bees. <laughs> you want him to take an exam underneath a hive? Yeah. I want him to put a hive of bees in a room and take the test. Now that's stress. <laughs> what about shortened time? So like you get three hours for the LSAT, see if you can do it in two and a half. That's pretty solid. I just don't think it beats bees. Yeah, that's me. true. All right, what if you're on a boat? So like you're kind of nauseous. Oh, that's good. So yeah, I have like a little seas- it doesn't beat It doesn't beat bees, frankly, but no, that's I like true. that too. What if you... A la Jake Hurwitz, wait for like a little panic episode and then whip out the exam and start trying to answer questions. That's a solid idea, but what is more panic inducing than bees? <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm trying to like spitball here, but you keep saying bees. I don't know what else is more. Some things panic- don't need to be spitballed. Some things are a strike right down the middle, perfect, and they don't need to be improved upon. What about a tarantula like, on your wrist while you're filling out the bubbles? That's better than bees because tarantulas are panic-inducing, <laughs> right, but they're not right. actually as dangerous. As bees. Yeah. I mean, bees are fucking really dangerous. You should never, ever take a test in front of live bees. That's the height of idiocy. Of course. That's why I think tarantula is, is really perfect. 
We actually, and I can't believe you even suggested bees. <laughs> we can't. You suggested bees. I suggested tarantula. I think tarantula is good. <laughs> Absolutely not. I said I said tarantula. You said bees. You can and listen then you said back. Bees were better. You can and then listen you said back. Bees were worse. That I thought of bees. Do if we if you want to, we can pause and listen back. And I said <laughs> no. bees, and you said tr- oh, and I used shit. No, you said bees. <laughs> now you got me saying it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you had a panic attack since your panic attack? No, that was the last panic attack. But I do think I got over my panic attack really slowly. I felt a little like fragile and frazzled uh, after it. So, like for days. Uh, yeah, like it really. It was almost like you know coming over food poisoning or something. We're just like, oh man, that was that was crazy. Like I'm not as strong as I thought I was. We were getting some emails from people saying that it was very helpful to hear you talk about it because. They were going through similar things. Oh, that that is nice. I got some some nice DMs about uh, panic attacks also, and I appreciated them. It's nice. Any bullying ones? Uh, yeah, a couple a couple that were like, uh, you have to uh, set up set up auto payments for your for your uh, property taxes in Los Angeles. Uh, you have uh, somebody changed the name on your cable bill. Just like lots of like <laughs> tiny little needling things that maybe like, oh my god, wait, what do I, I have? I have paperwork that I fucked up on. <laughs> yeah, being you know, an adult l- is hard. Little things that got me nervous. Um, but yeah, no, I'm feeling I'm feeling much much better. I, um, I've been doing this. Well, I've already talked about it before, but uh, going on like runs, really like runs or bike rides, really helps like clear my head. Uh, but I started calling it uh, a yog to break through the fog. Why don't just call it a jog? You changed the word jog, but it still rhymes with jog to break yeah. through the fog. A y- yog to break through the fog is a sunny yog to break through the fog. Uh, I think yog is just a nice little way of having a fun run. Because a jog is like, oh man, a jog feels like a slog. Yeah. But a, a but a yog. <laughs> now that's now that's a dog. Are you okay? No, I'm crying. I'm. Sh- <laughs> How often do you take a yog fog? Uh, I'm at the point where I have to take maybe 19 or uh, 20 yogs a day. That's, that's a how lot of yogs. That's, that's not like a playful little jog like he described. You're no, running in, 19 times a day. That's a lot. That's a lot uh, of yogging. In the morning, yeah, yeah, I like to wake up, take a yog. Or if I if I don't do that, then I'll yeah, um, I'll take one <laughs> after work. Yeah, so that's two. And then where where are you squeezing in the other seventeen yogs for the fogs? Uh, between midnight and seven a.m. Okay, so you're having yeah, you're having panic episodes throughout the night, waking up in cold sweats and sprinting out of your. I don't apartment. wake up. I don't sleep. Yeah. <laughs> and you think these yogs are. <laughs> You're spending all your restorative time yogging through the fog, and then you wake up, and you don't feel well. I'll be right back. Can we just pause the recording for just one second? All right, sure. I'll be right back. You're going to fucking take a yog. I'll be back in 20 minutes. I'll be right back. (laughs) No, you can't take... We can't stop for 20 minutes. I need a yog. (laughs) I need a yog. I'm in a fog. We can't do a mid-pod rod. Um, actually, we got to follow up pup ourselves. Not Ooh. just not just you following up on your pod, uh, panic attack. Let's uh, hear it. Remember the guy who was like living in a a small town, and he left a note on a dash of a of a lady that he uh, would go into the hardware store or something, and he thought he had a a thing with her. Oh yeah. So he left a note on her thing, being like, "Hey, I think you're really pretty, and I'd love to hang out with you." And we we're like, "That's the kind of thing there." If it 
if she does like you, that's a very sweet sentiment. And if you're just like a forgettable customer at her store, it's kind of a weird move. But we look forward to finding out which one it is. Yes, yes, yes. So that was sent five months ago. And uh, I said, hey, let us know what happened with that lady. uh, Because we only answered his question recently. And he said, "Um, I did end up leaving the note. And she emailed me that night. And I ended up losing my virginity to her. Oh, my God. And and we dated for five months. Yes. And then I said, why did you guys break up? And she said, and he said, after the fifth month, we realized we didn't click as well as we did the first few months. We broke up and remained relatively friendly until she moved to South Dakota for some reason. And I haven't seen nor heard from her since. Perfect. It's absolutely perfect. (laughs) A five-month dating virginity losing relationship from a note on a car. Way to go. And uh, and that's what happens when you don't follow our advice. Mazel tov. Good on you. Uh, all right, sweet. Let's try to answer one last question. Why not? <laughs> Here's a gym-related um, dilemma. Okay. I'm an 18-year-old girl, writes... Um, Nicole. Oh, and I joined a gym for the first time in my life. As soon as I walked in, I met I was met with a tall, gorgeous, obviously jacked Czech guy. Context, I'm Austrian, but I'm spending a year in Prague. Okay. Nice. Uh, who looked like he could be around my age working in the front desk. I signed my contract and I was only a little flustered, but ultimately all was well. I hit the gym again today and for the first time he was not confined behind the counter. He was in the gym working out. It's a very small gym, and I felt too awkward to badly work out in front of him. So I just stretched and left. This can't go on. Have you ever been in a position like this? And how do you get over your own gym awkwardness slash fear in general? Love, Nicole. Yeah. Okay, cool. I've been there before. What? It, what like, when you first joined a gym, you don't really know how to work out, and you're intimidated by all the machines. That's right. And everybody there is strong. They're confident. They know what they're doing. They know where they're going. You don't want to try like. I would never, when I first joined a gym, I would never like fuck with uh, a machine to like try to adjust the seating or like raise the bar on the bench press. Uh, I would be like, okay, I'm going to just stay in my little zone. I'll do free weight curls, a bench press machine and go away. Yeah. Or like if somebody's like, can I work in? I'll be like, I'm done. (laughs) I'm actually done. Really? I just saw you like sort of eye this bench for 10 minutes and then (laughs) slowly walk towards it. And I said, can I work in? And you said, I'm done. And now you're backtracking away from me. I actually realized (laughs) I'll see you in the steam room. Okay. (laughs) There is no steam room. I'm going to get a schmitz in the parking lot then. Excuse me. <laughs> Putting a pipe from your exhaust into the car. <laughs> Is this what you wanted? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I, and I mean, now, like, I would go to the gym with my brother, and he's like moving, dragging benches, putting bands on a kettlebell, like making it, making your own gym. Yeah. I think it's just about time, but you gotta, you have to get out of your comfort zone just a little bit. Uh, it's, so feel, feel, feel a little silly and try working out in front of somebody. You could also YouTube videos, uh, YouTube, like watch YouTube videos or, um, Instagram has a lot of like good workout examples with like equipment that, uh, you might have in that gym. Yeah. Uh, so you can go in like with a little, like a plan basically. I also think that gives you better workouts in general. Uh, before I go to the gym, I like to like think about all of the workouts I'll do in my head or even write them down. Yeah. So when you're in the gym, you're like, 
I know exactly what I'm doing. Because if you just go there, you don't have a plan. You end up just wandering around, not getting a good workout. Yeah, there's also apps, I bet, that like teach you not only how to use the equipment, but what you do. And oh, this yeah. lady can even ask this guy. I bet he would fucking love that. Totally. He works at the gym. That's what he's there for. Yeah, like, can I ask you a question? You're a new, a new lady at the gym. That's probably his dream. Yeah. I used to go with, I, I guess I still do. I just go with people who are stronger than me. That way I can just follow their lead. Yeah. Having a gym buddy is very helpful. God. That that makes you feel confident and uh, you got a better workout because you're trying to impress the person you're with. Yeah. And then you can say stuff like, can you hold my feet while I do sit-ups? And then like your your form is still really, really wrong, but they're standing on your feet. So that's helpful. You're talking about she says that to the guy she has a crush on? You yeah. Can you hold my feet? Stand on my feet? <laughs> That was the original helping people at the gym is standing on someone's feet while they did sit Standing on my, yeah, stand on someone's feet is a, stand on my feet is a great pickup line. Because then they can feel how uh, the foot-to-foot connection is the strongest one, both mm-hmm. uh, mentally and romantically. Yeah. Stand on my feet and somebody would be like, why? And then <laughs> like, I have to do sit-ups. <laughs> You're a pervert. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Cool. Sweet. Thanks. Episode 399 in the books. Uh, Opening theme song was written by Samuel Pashby. If you have your own or your own questions, send them all down to ifiwereyoushow at gmail.com. Next episode is episode 400. Oh, my God. you got to plan some sort of celebration of sorts. This has got to be a blowout, a 10-hour telethon extravaganza. We're a talking about podcast. old guests, new guests, a variety hour, singing, dancing, skits, bits, tricks, and skittles. Everyone that listens will have free candy delivered to them. We're going to throw this whole thing as a live stream, a blowout, HD, on TV, on broadband, the web, Twitter simulcasted across the entire web. We're talking about Slack, a Discord exclusive, and a Twitter web exclusive. Facebook Live meets Instagram Live meets 24-hour telethon-style comedy gold. All coming to you next week. I actually can't host next week, so you'd have to do that one uh, <laughs> by yourself. Uh, maybe Ben or somebody will do it, or you could just do it as like a, a vlog or solo show. All right. Have a good one, everybody. Where Thanks. are you get? Where are you gonna? Where are you gonna be? What's I quit that? the podcast. All right. We'll see you later. I can't Thanks, do it by everybody. myself. Obviously, I hyped it up. That's like a really big thing. All that stuff is stuff you pitched to me yesterday. By the way, what happened? You got. I'm gonna do feet. it. I'm gonna do it solo dolo. <laughs> you're, on now the day. you're gonna do it. I'm gonna you do it. You just told myself. me I had to do it solo dolo. I'm gonna do it solo dolo because it is my idea, and I'm gonna do it in a fucking room full of bees. How about da? <laughs> That's a bad idea. Well, right, we'll figure something else out. Uh, right. This closing theme song is Nick Verishak, who's the uh, uh, who uh, is part of a Toronto band called Rose Red Youth. So thanks, Nick. Sa- thanks, Samuel. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Ciao. I'm gonna go on a yog. Enjoy. Peace. Hey, hi. I'm a Do I really sound 
That was a HeadGum Podcast.